1: Today is Sunday, July 16th, 2023, day three of Exotica Miami. I'm your host, Papi Chulo, here live at the Miami Airport Convention Center for the largest adult expo in the nation, where anyone and everyone can explore their wild side. It is day three, and through these podcast episodes, you're going to feel as if you are in the middle of this phenomenal convention. Stay tuned for interviews with some of your favorite porn stars, content creators, cam models, and sex experts. You might hear interviews with some of the vendors as well. You're going to get a front row seat at several of the seminars that are part of the Exotica seminar series. So, what are we waiting for? Our exclusive coverage of Exotica Miami day three starts in three, two, one. This is Papi Chulo here at Exotica Miami 2023, and I'm here at the Erotic Sky Magazine booth with TS Foxy.
0: How are you doing, Foxy? I'm doing great. It's been a long weekend, and it's finally Sunday, the last day, so we're hanging in there, but it's so great to always see the fans and, you know, just meet new people and network and see familiar faces, so, yeah, it's great. Now...
1: Before we get into all the good stuff, I just want to ask you, how are you enjoying yourself in Miami?
0: Well, um, I don't mind the heat. But I don't know how to handle so much the humidity. <laughs> so I've just I started. Can I just putting say my not hair, to interrupt but... you. As someone who lives here, we don't know how to
1: handle the humidity.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god, it's so humid outside. Um, I've basically been to basically putting a ponytail on because curling my hair here just does not work. So I'm just wearing a ponytail now. <laughs> I will say, I was telling this to another performer in an
1: interview. It's better that this is in July because August is the worst month in Miami. Oh, it gets even worse? It is. If you can believe it, it's even worse than this.
0: Wow. Well, when I fly back home tomorrow, it's going to be like 110 degrees, so I don't know we just got to. At least you without, guys got the ocean. We uh, don't got no. We don't got no water. We just got sand and dirt. I was about
1: to say, but at least it's the dry heat. It's not. You yeah. know. Could you imagine the 100 and whatever plus the humidity it would be crazy? I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> let's not do that. Then let's not do that.
0: Now, as you've been here in Miami, have you been filming content? I've shot some content, yes. Um, I try not to overwhelm myself with stuff only because I'm so busy here at the expo and, you know, just the energy here. Everyone's, you know, there's so many people coming up to you and you have to keep your A game and, you know, you're talking, you're mingling, doing interviews, taking pictures. I see dots floating everywhere from flashes all day. Um, And it's exhausting when you leave here, you're exhausted because one, you don't really get a chance to take a break to eat, there's not really good food here, so it's like, you know, especially like me, we try to watch what we eat, Um, and so it's hard, so when you leave here, you're just, you're exhausted, you're starving, and you want to at least try to make it to one after party, so you just kind of have to pace yourself.
1: No, I feel you on that. Yeah, 100%. Pacing yourself during this expo is the most important thing ever. Now, you're here. You're at the Erotic Sky Magazine booth. You were, you are the first trans performer that's on the cover. Can you share with me what that honor was like?
0: You know, this is um, my second magazine I've done where I've been a cover model. and But for this one to be the first mainstream magazine that I've done was truly an honor because out of the hundreds of girls out there, they chose me and I couldn't pass it up. I was like, yes. I didn't know it could be a cover model, but I did a shoot for their magazine and I ended up on the cover and I was just like, wow, that's so exciting just to see yourself on the cover of a magazine and have a full spread and they a little interview on me so it's nice and it's a good quality magazine and it's just nice that it's very diverse they're not trying to just focus like on slim sexy girls they want girls of all ages, ethnicities, sizes, shapes you know so it's that's what I like about it it's just not catered to one style of girl. Now, one thing that I want to chat with you about, because I've been interviewing performers for about
1: 15 years, so I've seen the evolution in the industry. And when it comes to trans representation in the industry and the industry's acceptance of trans performers, in the year 23, it's at an all-time high. Like even though, I mean, let's be for real, let's be for real, real, real. Trans scenes and trans productions have always been huge sellers in the industry. But, and I don't know if you would agree, I always feel like trans performers have always been sort of like the stepchild of the industry. The industry, it was like, they tolerated y'all, but they did not show you love. And I would say over the past, maybe five years, there's been an an almost like a trans revolution in the industry where trans performers of all shapes and sizes are being embraced by the mainstream side of the industry and even the top performers are now working with trans performers as opposed to you know the the scene partners of trans performers almost being you know limited, limited and and sort of like over there on the side. Yeah, I want right. to get your take as someone who's in it, who's in the thick of it. I want to get your take on what you think about this evolution, this sort of, for lack of a better word, sex positivity evolution that's been happening in the industry. Uh, I'm Latino. I'm like I talking know. with my hands, I, even though nobody can see it. For I you, I
0: know I'm all thinking on the other camera. Um, and I agree with you. Before when I first started people who wanted to work with trans performers either got outcasted blacklisted or they were just told by their their agents that it's not good for their image because they're like no you're going to ruin your image and you know, let's, just transphobia.
1: Transphobia, I mean, let's just be
0: honest transphobia transphobia yeah and it's, and it's sad because so many people wanted to work with us But they were afraid that their career was just going to go downhill. And some of them, you know, they they ended up just having to be a crossover and give up their career or their their agency and just stick to shooting trans stuff because they no longer were able to shoot with most of the straight companies. So, as you said, within the past five years, it has changed. And not even just for the trans, performers, but I think the crossovers in general became really popular, which you were talking about, how even some of the biggest names in porn are now crossing over and doing trans porn, because it does sell, and it's just, it's a hot commodity, you know, and we get so many couples and females watching it and liking it now that you know, they're just like, oh, well my wife turned me into this, because She liked it. And, you know, when you hear stuff like that where it's just, it's actually women liking trans porn more, then it's, you know, it's awesome. But I believe that it's, the industry has now changed into, it's becoming one big industry versus to the trans industry, the gay industry, the straight industry. It's now becoming porn in general so many crossovers now like the gays that are bisexual are now able to shoot with trans and straight um, cis women and the women are able to shoot with bisexual men who also do gay porn and with trans performers and the trans are now able to be part of the industry without being so left behind or outcasted or overlooked and yeah it feels great. Because if it was like this when I first started, yeah, it would have been like so much easier. And, but it's, it's nice to see how the industry evolved and has changed so much over the years.
1: What's also evolved, outside of just the industry, sort of embracing trans performers, is, I mean, let's be for real, once again, let's just be honest, the budget, you know, the budget in trans scenes, the budget for trans productions, trans films, trans series, I mean, it's skyrocketed. I mean, it, it, I mean, th- this is no diss, it's no shade <laughs> to any of the productions of the past, but you know,
0: they were a little bit yeah. rinky-dink. It was cheesy, it was the basic... Oh, what's under your dress. Oh, I got a surprise for you. Oop. You know, it was like the cheesiest stuff. And it was mostly just a little bit of acting and just get to the sex. Now, I think with like, you know, um, Mind Geek and all them that, you know, these big companies, they're, they're putting so much more money into our production. know we're acting out just like the Brazzer scenes and you know you got mile high doing the same stuff and and high-end gonzo stuff with evil angel yes and it's just it's so cool to actually feel like i'm an actress now i have a script and we have makeup and hair and wardrobe and full production team again you know so for a while that kind of went away and now it came back and it's like wow, this is cool, this is fun. You know, now it's like work is fun. I think
1: the turning point that I noticed was when Brazzers did their first scene with a trans performer in it. I was like, all right, the industry really is evolving.
0: Yeah, and even with Evil Angel, like back in the day, they used to kind of sneak a scene, a little snippet of trans porn in their DVDs to kind of like, ooh, look at this, look at this. Um, But yeah, I agree. When you have a company as big as Brazzers and they're allowing their male performers to shoot with the trans performers, it's like, whoa, that's big. That's super big. You know, it's huge. That's That's a seismic shift. Yes, and again, like, there's so many people that actually do want to shoot with trans, but it's like they have to be given the okay to do it still. But... Even just that—that's such a breakthrough in our industry. Absolutely. Now,
1: we've talking about—we've been talking about how like 2023 is a big year. You know, the first trans cover model on *Erotic Sky* magazine. 2023 was also the year
0: Hall of Fame. Yes, that was a big shocker. Um, you know, and it's—it's it's nice to be nominated. Um, and to me, that's like an achievement. Like, okay, I got nominated. I been acknowledged for my work, my achievements for the year. And I'm just kind of like, OK, but I, I've been doing this for almost tw- almost 20 years. And it's like, you kind of like, I don't know, it just becomes, how would you say it, maybe because I'm fortunate enough to just be nominated every year of my career for multiple awards. I've won a handful of awards, but to reach the, the peak of my career where I'm one of only two pro- trans performers that have ever received the ABN Hall of Fame. So the first one was Vanity and I'm the second one. So just to me, that tells me that, wow, it's like... That was a shocker. That one I actually got emotional for because I'm like, oh my God, I never thought in my life I would reach this point. And that was always like a goal in being in this career. It was like, I want to be in the Hall of Fame for ABN. And it's so hard, you know. And just to even receive that. Honor. It was like it was amazing. It it touched me, and I was like, I was proud of myself. I was like, yes, okay, I did it. I got this far in in my career. It's like, how far? How much further can you go? You know, it's like that was it. It's like, whoa. Um, So yeah, I did that, and then this year I also got um, the Pornhub Trans Model of the Year for the Transgender Erotic Awards. So. That also was an honor, because you know, Pornhub's big, and now they're part of the, instead of being against us, you know, back in, you know, years ago, they were like, we had a fight for our scenes, and they were just all that piracy and stuff, but now they're part of our community, and they're working with us, giving us a space, so that we can, you know, showcase our talents, um, I think that's really awesome, and they've come a long way as well. And so I was proud of that because it's like, you know, everyone knows Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a great achievement as well. I will say, you just being the second person
1: uh that's, that's a trans performer, AVM Hall of Fame number one AVM, you need to step your game up. I'm just saying. Yeah. But in number two. You are now much like, as you mentioned with Vanity, you are the aspirational person that other trans performers can look at and be like, I want to be like Foxy. I want to get into the Hall of Fame as well. I hope I can get into the Hall of Fame as well.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, I never even imagined my career would go this far. But I think just with like, you know, your fans really keep you alive in this industry. And they're always thirsty for more. They're like, when's your next scene? Who are you shooting for? I want more and more. So that kind of motivates you just to keep pushing forward. And, you know, you have to reinvent yourself, reinvent your look. You just want to, like, keep everything fresh. And just because the industry is always, again, changing and new, it's evolving. And there's always new stuff, such as, like, OnlyFans and the webcamming. You know, it's just, it's gone in different directions and you just kind of roll with the punches and, you know, keep yourself out there. Yeah, I was talking to some of the other performers. It's really fascinating just
1: to see how interactive the industry is nowadays. How really, I mean, you can sort of digitally reach out and touch your fans. I think that's really fascinating. You know, you have you have this connection that you can develop with your fans, especially the supporters that have been with you since day one. So I want to get your take on your longevity. What do you attribute it to?
0: Um, <laughs> I think it's just. I mean everyone's different, like for me I just, I don't know, again, I i just try to keep everything fresh and reinvent my look, I've had different looks and, um, you know, I just stay healthy, stay strong and positive. I know this industry isn't really for everyone and if some people take it differently and go different routes, but I've always remained positive and... Stay away from drugs, (laughs) and um, yeah, stay healthy outside of porn. That's another main thing is, you know, just you got to be healthy outside of porn because, you know, we try to keep each other safe and healthy within the industry, but it really counts on the outside,
1: you know, so yeah. Let's talk about your original content. What can the listeners expect from your original content? My original content? (laughs) Oh, my
0: gosh. What's coming up?
1: What's the hotness that's coming up?
0: You know, like, now everyone's really um, collaborating. So that's, like, the big thing right now. Everyone wants to collaborate for their OnlyFans or, you know, for their Pornhub content. So just collaborating, it's it's always good. I, I, I preferably like working with... More the amateur people because I see how eager they are and excited and you know and to work with them you know and being such an iconic performer, if they just, I feel like they they appreciate it more and to help them out and give them advice is always it makes me feel good you know it's not like we're just egos are like, oh, well, I'm just this, and I'm only going to shoot with these people and this status of people. You know, I feel like mixing it up a little bit, it, it's nice. It keeps me humble.
1: I love the sound of that. Where can the listeners
0: find you on the web? Social media,
1: your important links on where they can find your original content?
0: My original content you can find on clubfoxy.com. And I also have... Uh, I call them the archives because they're like original but older scenes like 10, 15 years ago when I was first starting and I had braces and yeah, it goes way back. And I shot with a lot of iconic people then who are no longer in the industry so it's kind of like you know, it's I look back at that and I'm like, gosh, those were the days, you know, when crossover was just beginning to start um, that website is ts-foxy.com and you can um, catch me on OnlyFans at Foxy702 and my twitter is also Foxy702 and my instagram because you know sometimes they're pains in the asses and they delete a lot of our a lot of the sex workers' accounts, so I'm on my third account, and this one is, I'm the number two, like, I am the number two, Foxy, the number four, and the letter U. It's like, you have to get creative, because it's like, damn, I have to come up with another name.
1: (laughs) I feel you on that. Yeah. Well... Yes, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview.
0: Thank you so much for interviewing me.
1: Much continued success. You are an icon. You are a legend. You are now a Hall of Famer.
0: Yes, and thank you so much. <laughs>
1: Thanks for tuning in. If you want more information on this podcast or any of our other adult industry oriented podcasts, please visit slash after dark. You can also find Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and threads. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. It's at Poppy one on one. It's simply at Poppy Chulo, the number one, the word on, and the number one. And listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. This is Papi Chulo coming to you live from Exotica, Miami, 2023. Until next time.